Hey folks, today on the CPA Marketing Genius Podcast, we're speaking with retired Disney executive and author Lee Cockrell. Lee tells us about how he went from college dropout to executive vice president, the secrets to building a great team, and how to insert some Disney magic into your own business. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Salim Omar here, and uh, I am super excited. Welcome to the CPA Marketing Genius Podcast. Uh, Super excited to have a guest that I've spoken to before. A number of years back, I interviewed Lee Cockerell. And I'm so glad I was able to, you know, reinvite him for for this for this podcast. Uh, Lee is the former executive vice president of operations for the Walt Disney World Resort, and as a senior operating executive for ten years, he led a team of forty thousand cast members and was responsible for the operations of twenty resort hotels, uh, four theme parks, two water parks. <laughs> a shopping center, an entertainment village, and the ESPN Sports and Recreational Complex. Uh, One of Lee's major and lasting legacies was the creation of Disney Great Leader Strategies, which was used to train and develop 7,000 leaders at Walt Disney World. Lee, welcome. Thank you. Good to have you with you. Thanks for inviting me. You spent... 10 years as an executive vice president of operations for the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. How did you, how did you get there? They thought I knew what I was doing. I fooled them. So, uh, and, you know, I started in the hotel business. and I went to college for two years, but I forgot to go to class. So I uh, promptly flunked out and went in the Army. And uh, when I got out of the Army, I went to Washington, D.C. and got a job as a banquet waiter at the Washington Hilton. That's up on Connecticut Avenue where uh, John Hinckley shot President Reagan back in 81 or 2. And I worked there as a banquet server. Every president came. Everybody in the world came there. And I learned a lot because I didn't know anything. I was young, 20-year-old. I don't think I'd ever watched the news or read the newspaper. And uh, that was the first time out of Oklahoma. And I did a good job, I guess, because they put me in a management training program. I said, the only reason they did that is because I had a good attitude and I'm very reliable. (laughs) I show up when I'm supposed to and I raise my hand and I'm agreeable. And so I worked for Hilton for eight years. I worked at the Washington Hilton and then I went to Chicago, to the Chicago Hilton and the Waldorf Astoria in New York and the Los Angeles Hilton. And then I left left, uh, Hilton, went to Marriott. And I worked for Marriott 17 years. I became the vice president of food and beverage operations for them worldwide because I had focused on the food business. I always tell people, become an expert in something. You'll always be able to find some kind of job. So I went there and uh, it was great. Uh, But I got recruited by Disney in 1990 to go to France and open Disneyland Paris and be in charge of the food and beverage operations there. So I did it. My wife thought I was a hero because she always wanted to live in France. And uh, she had a French boyfriend when I first met her, which took about a year to get rid of him way back in the early days. And uh, so we lived there three years. I opened it. They brought me back to Orlando uh, in 93. I was in charge of the hotel division. And I was made in charge of all operations at Disney World. And... uh, uh, it was great. I learned a lot, but I do know the secrets to uh, me doing that job because I uh, 
there's a lot of things I don't know, but one thing I know is hire the right people. And I surround myself, I'm very particular. I take my time. I always tell everybody, hire slow and fire fast when you make a mistake. And uh, I had a great team. And uh, I am not a person who needs to know everything. I'm a person who will be clear with you about your responsibilities, uh, your level of authority, what you can do, what you can't do. And if you do that, uh, just come and see me when you need me. But don't I don't need to sign off on everything. I don't need to approve everything. You have a budget. You know what you're supposed to be doing. So just do it. And I've really figured out that, that then I have to figure out where to spend my time because I'm not going to run around micromanaging people that I'm paying a ton of money to. And uh, so I spent my time in three areas, and that's how I was successful at Disney. I hired them right, and I trained them right, and I treated them right, and, and uh, I didn't get fired. So that was good. It was it was a great yeah. experience. I learned a lot, but I learned a lot of if you're not good at something, hire people that are. And uh, like I have a tax accountant. I don't try to do my own taxes. I have a I have a yeah. website guy. I have a marketing person. I have a salesperson. I have a uh, you know I uh, somebody said what'd you do at Disney? I said nothing. I just made sure everything got done. So that was, yeah. that's kind of my trick. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how does one attract the right people? Yeah. And, you know, I could say, hey, you had Disney behind you. You had a strong brand called Disney. Everyone wants to work at Disney, or at least most people would. Uh, for a smaller accounting firm, that does not have Disney in its name, <laughs> how does one attract the right people? Well, I've been thinking a lot about that during this pandemic because everybody's saying we can't find people. Uh, and Disney's having the same problem. Nobody, I mean, they got so many jobs at every level, including in accounting, finance, operations, everywhere. And I would say the one thing everybody's got to stop doing is just offering a salary. That's not going to do it anymore. Young people are not going to go for just give me a paycheck and uh, whatever it is. And I would say today, if I was interviewing somebody, I would say, here's your pay and it's fair. And uh, but also I'm going to make sure that while you're working for us, that I'm going to make sure that I'm training you and developing you and getting you ready for that bigger job a year or two from now. And uh, I will be involved in that because we found out at Disney that biggest benefit at Disney is opportunity. It's not healthcare. It's not basal. It's opportunity. What's what's in it for me? And if you can't tell somebody what's in it for them, they're going to stay with you a year, 15 months, 18. They're going to go on and move somewhere else. Young people are quite different than they were when I was growing up. You know, I just took the beating and did what my boss told me. They don't do that anymore. They'll walk. And by the way, accounting students, accounting, good accountants can find a new job every morning. There's plenty of opportunity. Uh, they're in high demand. Uh, and uh, you've got to just make sure they understand that you are, uh, I would say, interested in their future. And you're going to be there with them and you're going to be available and you're going to give them advice. And when they're not doing something right, you're going to talk to them about it so they can be better. And, you know, I said, I, I tell everybody, manage like a mother because mothers, you know, Mother's got it, man. They've got empathy and discipline, and they'll use both of them on you. And uh, they, 
because mothers have a vision of you being successful. And if business owners would have that same vision and that same empathy and the same discipline, uh, we would have better because uh, most people don't go that far. And therefore, your people are not committed. If you're not committed to me, hey, I'm not going to be committed to you. And so, I mean, that's how it is. That's why we have so many divorces in America, you know. I tell my wife I love her every day so she doesn't leave. And uh, I would say do that at work. Tell people you appreciate them. Show them. Uh, get them in training classes. Get them good interviews. Uh, send them back to get their uh, another degree or uh, send them to uh, workshops. and Make them better. And then don't forget to tell them every now and then how much you appreciate the good job they did for you. And uh, it'll people will stay if they're loved. <laughs> you know, <laughs> anybody. We all want to be loved. We all want to matter. And if you don't make me matter, I'll find somebody who will. That's just human nature. And I don't think some. Mm -hmm. I don't know why businesses don't understand this. We all understand it in our personal lives. We want to be loved, but we forget so does everybody else. And not so much love, but respected, included, involved, listened to, my opinion counts. These are things that really matter. And uh, that's why Disney keeps people regularly. It's, well, Disney's hard work, let me tell you. You even work in one of our fast food places, you're on your feet for eight hours in places that serve 8,000 lunches. You know, I mean, you're like exhausted when you get off. But if you're in a place where people care about you, I'm pretty sure most people are going to stay. And they do. We have very low turnover. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, you really covered and shared some really fundamental, some really important stuff that we tend to forget. And, you know, <laughs> the, the owner is busy trying to stay afloat, trying to get the work done, you know, dealing with customer, client demands, needs, wants. And we tend to forget our employees, but we take them for granted, don't we? Oh, I, absolutely. And I think, you know, an inspired, committed employee can do 50% more. You'll have, you need less people because when I love my job and you're taking care of me and you're showing respect to me, I'm going to produce. I'm not going to come to work late. I'm going to show up. I'm going to help you run the business. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to be more productive. I mean, this is just common sense. Uh, just think about it. When somebody is not treating you right, you don't want to spend a lot of time with that person. And today, people want a life, not just a job. And uh, you better figure out how to give them that life. Now, during the tax season, everybody may have to work seven days a week, you know, but then do something. Make sure they you compensate them for it and make sure they get time off later and make sure that uh, you're uh, available for them because uh, people have to have time off. People have emergencies. People have mothers in the hospital. Their children have to go to school and they got to get, and we've got to work it out because everybody's going to have an issue someday. And you want to work for a company that cares about that kind of stuff because it's going to happen to you too, personally. One day you're going to have a tragedy that you need somebody to put their arms around you. And I just make sure people trust me, frankly. If you trust me, we could, we could go a long way. If you don't trust me <laughs> and you think I'm in it for me and not for you, uh, we can't go very far. Yeah, we just can't. It's just the way people are. Look at the look at the world. It's a giant mess. Everybody hates every, each other <laughs> because there's not, there's not mutual respect. It's 
basic yeah. and the bottom line of human nature. Respect me, I'll take care of you. Don't disrespect me. No. Now, in, you know, you've written several books on the subject of leadership and, and Disney. What are, you know, and you talk about, you know, implementing Disney magic in, in business. What do you mean by that? Well, Disney magic to me is when your customers just can't believe how good you are. You actually shock them because you you do your work, you get it in on time, you answer the phone, you return their phone calls, you everything you do is they go, wow, they're, they're so much different than everybody else because that's all we do. We, we, we compare. I compare, you know. You've been to Disney, or I don't know if you have, but have <laughs> with two kids it, yes yeah people see that it can happen it can be great there's a lot of other theme parks and recreation and las vegas and places that are not as good as disney where we people actually sometimes <laughs> mothers cry when they see the castle with their four-year-old i mean it's an emotional experience and it's because we are 100 focused on the customer we are we do what we have to do and we have great employees and we've been clear with them. One of the problems is lack of clarity. When I hire somebody, they're going to be clear, just like my mother was clear. Was your mother ever clear with you about what you could do and not do? Well, we're very clear. And uh, we say Disney's the happiest place on earth or else. You know, uh, you don't have to be happy to work at Disney. you got to act happy because we're professionals. We're putting on a show where we, you know, we don't play around just like your mother didn't play around because she wanted you to be successful. And we want the same thing. And the uh, biggest problem with managers today is they don't want to do the hard things. They don't want to do have the hard conversations when you're not performing. They don't want to uh, sit down and talk to you about your what's going on and why you're not coming to work on time. Because when you don't do the hard things, your product goes downhill. Your reputation goes downhill. People don't trust you. When you don't do what you say you're going to do, that's the beginning of the end. Because when in accounting, by the way, and in Disney, referral is everything. Somebody moves to town, they say, who does your taxes? I mean, that's where you get your business, referrals. And uh, you better have such a good reputation. They go, wow, they're great. They, they answer your calls. They don't have one of those voicemail systems. They have a receptionist. They uh, take care of it. Uh, I mean, I can get a hold of them anytime. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's just that's what magic is. It's like it's different than everybody else is doing in the world. College kids ask me how to be successful. I said, be better than everybody else. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's better attitude, better results, better knowledge, keeping up. Uh, and if you hire the right people, your people are your brand. Anybody can do the tax, 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 comp, tax comp groups are dime a dozen. And I just changed my tax group to another company because my had gotten satisfied. You know, they charged me a lot. They didn't recommend new ways for me to look at my how I was registered or whether I should be an LLC or what this. And uh, I ran into somebody who my son uses. They're unbelievable. And about one third the cost, and they keep in touch, and they take care of things, and I have no issues. <laughs> That's it. It wasn't even the money; it's some of the reliability and helping me think strategically about how to deal with taxes. So you better be giving me something besides just getting my return finished. You know, 
uh, I can send that to uh, some third world country and have them do it, and uh, for nothing. So you got to you got to have the relationship, you got to have the trust, and you got to have a reputation for that's when you have that you create, you know there's people in your life that you trust 100% and there's people you wouldn't you, they're okay but you don't trust them. <laughs> they wouldn't do what you, they wouldn't be there for you. Right? I mean it, and it's I think excellence is a state of mind. If you don't have it in your brain you're not going to get there. Everything matters. Everything matters. That's the key. Everything. The parking lot, the people, how they look when you come in. Do they look professional? Uh, do they answer the phone properly? Just everything. The bathrooms are clean. Uh, we all, that's why we walk away from Disney and we don't know why we love it because it's everything was right. <laughs> and mm. when the bathroom's right, that's good. When the water fountain's right, that's good. <laughs> when check-in is pleasant and they treat your children properly and the bus driver sings on the bus, that's different. <laughs> so I'm not saying tax people need to sing, but uh, they can figure out some ways to really pay attention and be on top of things. Yeah. You got to offer more than that's just the basic product. Basic product, anybody can do that. Anybody. Yeah. yeah. Now, with the position... Lee, that you are in, 40,000 cast members that you're responsible for. It's a lot of work. And I want to kind of change subjects in a way and really ask you on, your, on a personal level, what was your personal regimen, personal, personal ritual to live, to live a good life with that level of responsibility? And this really you know, it, it really relates to the CPA firm owner that is in a similar situation where there may not be, uh, you know, a, a much energy left at the end of the day to give because it's 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 a lot of work trying to keep the, you know, the trains running. Yeah. Well, you know, I was in the hotel and restaurant entertainment business and that's 24-7. And my wife and I have moved 11 times for my career for promotions. I was, we moved half a dozen times with Hilton and Marriott and all over the world. We lived in every major city in the U.S. and Paris. And and now I I think first thing I married a saint because she moved 12 times with her dad, who was an admiral in the Navy. So she had already moved a lot. And we loved everywhere we lived. And we, we, we it's no big deal. But I work hard. You know, when I work at Disney or at Marriott, uh, I get in at 6, 630 in the morning into my office. And first I walk my whole operation from the 14th floor down, still floor by floor, check everything, talk to the meeting planners, make sure I go through the kitchens, check with everybody, making notes of what I see needs to be done or what they tell me so that they know that they see Lee Cockrell every day. And, uh, then I, I do it again at 11 o'clock before lunch. I see everybody and check it out again. And I, five o'clock, I do it again before the night shift. And then I usually go to the gym, work out around 5.30. I get home at seven. And my wife and I have lunch. I see her, or dinner. I have a couple hours with her and we go to bed. <laughs> so I see her 10 hours a week, but then I spend the whole weekend with her. We go to lunch. Um, uh, and I will tell you, it's not being there all the time. It's how are you there when you're there? It's it's not how much time you spend. It's how you spend the time. 
And I traveled for 10 years with Marriott. I talked to my son every night. I flew back for his football games. I was there. He, he doesn't think I talked to him on the phone. By the way, after your kids are 13, they don't like you anyway. So you don't need to be calling them. I mean, if you talk to them, they don't even want to talk to you. They just want to get back to whatever they're doing. So, but uh, we had a great relationship. And uh, my wife and I have been married 52 years. And uh, she said she's going to stay. So I think I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it wasn't always. We had a lot of ups and downs in our marriage because of the stress of me not being home, working six days a week, and me being a little immature of not realizing how, much, how important it was that I paid attention when I got home. I used to come home, have a couple of drinks, and lay on the couch and fall asleep. That's not a good idea. <laughs> That's it. So I started to learn to pay attention to her, see how her day was going, uh, making sure I made notes to do nice things for her, take her out to lunch on Saturday or dinner. And, and uh, that's, uh, that's how it worked out. And uh, she always knew that I was thinking about her and care about her. And uh, so uh, anybody who's successful in life has this challenge. An admiral in the Navy has this challenge. Uh, the best tax company has this challenge. The best lawyer has this problem. But everybody that really is pushing for excellence, it's hard. It's hard. And you got to, if you're not thinking about your children and your wife and your work. My wife told me after I retired, she said, Lee, I'm going to give you three new priorities since you don't work anymore. It's no longer do you have to worry about hiring, training, and treating people so well. But your, your first priority is take care of yourself so you can take care of us. And then number two, take care of your family. Number three, take care of your business. And if you have any time left over, you can help Kim Kardashian or the Real Housewives or you can go play golf. But other until you get the three major things done. And I would say, if you don't take care of your health, you're going to get in trouble. And the number one reason people procrastinate today and are not productive and don't get things done, they don't feel well. They didn't get enough sleep. They're stressed out from their marriage. They drink too much. They sleep too much. They don't. I mean, I got to tell you, the energy it takes to be excellent is a lot. And to have a, a, a composed personality and not jump on people and not uh, intimidate people and not uh, make people insecure. And I will guarantee you, health is the number one thing. And that's sleep, diet, and exercise. My wife and I have a trainer still today. We do it online. We do agility, balance, and weights twice a week. And I'm 77 years old, and I'm in better shape than half the people I talk to. And I sleep eight hours a night, and I really watch what I eat. And you got, you got to do these things on purpose. You can't be thinking, well, I'll get to it one day. I'll start taking care of it. No. <laughs> you know, I, I took sugar out of my diet. Sure, that's one of the key things. Then you're not you're not so hungry. You don't eat too much. It's not. I mean, if you can't make a list of the things you need to do on purpose every day to have a better life, you're not going to do them. And by you know why you're not going to do them? Because they're hard. <laughs> Nobody wants to do hard yeah. things. The only reason people don't exercise is it's hard. I mean, there's no other reason why people go back for seconds and thirds because it's hard to stay away. Why people don't have hard conversations about your performance? It's hard. So start doing the hard things, and life will get a whole lot easier. If you got, I bet half these accounting people have people they should fire. They shouldn't even be working for them. 
and they know it. And some of them, they're relatives. <laughs> They've hired their mother-in-law. I mean, don't hire your relatives. That's very hard to get rid of them. So uh, you got you to gotta be realistic. This is not easy stuff. This is like, I, need, I know what I'm doing every day. Uh, I mean, I know what I'm going to do. Every day I'm going to watch what I eat for lunch and dinner and breakfast, and I'm going to watch what my exercise, and I'm going to watch. I'm going to put my seatbelt on on purpose. I'm going, you know what I mean? What are you doing on purpose? What are you going to do next week on purpose to fix your life? Well, you know what it is. We all know. We just don't want to do it. We're going to do it later, after Christmas, after New Year's. <laughs> I hate now. I've yeah. probably discouraged everybody. Everybody's depressed after hearing that. So, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta wake up. Life is gone before you know it. You know, I said I got a fifty-three yeah. year old, fifty-two year old son. Where would he come from? Life goes by fast, and uh, yeah. And if you want a few more years, take care of yourself. It'll That's be the biggest regret advice. you have. By the way, it'll be the biggest regret you have is when you don't care of yourself. And then it fails when you could have done something about it. And it hurts your business. And you're not being a good role model for your kids and for your employees and healthcare costs. If people would just take care of themselves, we wouldn't have a healthcare problem in this country. I mean, God, I go to the hospital. I'm surprised how half the people can even get into the hospital. I mean, it's like you got to own it if you want to be great. And it's hard. That's all good stuff. <laughs> Lee, I want to take I want to take you back to the to the example you provided in your personal regimen. You would wake up, you'd be in the office at six six thirty, and you'd kind of walk from the fourteenth floor down and visit people. What was like the one thing you were looking to do through that through that process? Yeah, I think I'm I'm a big fan of. Uh, that learning, a lot of learning takes place in role modeling. So as I walked the operation, I would walk over and tell somebody, here's how you use a knife properly so you don't cut yourself. we got to clean these floors. Or we can't have wet floors here. Somebody's going to get hurt. I was like your mother. I never, I just make you crazy all day. <laughs> you know, like your mom does. Before you go out, be careful, do this, blah, blah. <laughs> that was me. And everybody knew me. And they knew that I uh, would, if, I'd ask them if they had the right uh, resources. Do you have the right equipment? Uh, I would tell the dishwashers to take care of the dishwasher, that it costs $40,000. Be gentle with it. Uh, how important their job is because when I serve food, I, plates got to be clean. And a lot of these people have never been told they were important before. By the time I went around, everybody, they, looked, they wanted to see me because it was a good experience. It may have been a learning experience, but after, people get used to that. You know, we get used to our mother. <laughs> mm. And, hey, she loves you. And I care about them. And I tell them. And I tell them they're, what a great job they're doing, how much I appreciate them. And, and I'd walk that whole business. And then I'd go down to the lobby and I'd greet the customers as they were checking out and talk to them. And they saw me talking to the customers and taking care of them. Role modeling. That's how kids grow up in a good shape. That's why you guys are probably good. Your, your mother and father were good role models, or you'd be in prison. <laughs> yeah. Think about You're it. Really... Think about the impact your parents had on you. 
Yeah, it's really role modeling. It's see, seeing them in action. It's hearing them. It's seeing how they're interacting. That can be the the best way to to learn. To, to you know, it's teachable moments, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, people appreciate it. I still get letters from people 10, 20 years later. Tell me, thanks for me. Thanks for that conversation you had with me, Lee, back in nineteen eighty. That day, I didn't like you. But now I realize why you had the conversation and I'm doing great. You know, in reflection, I didn't like my mother when I was 14, but I like her now. So. <laughs> yeah. So you're not trying to be their best friend. <clears throat> I would say the, you don't have the biggest problem people have in business is wanting to be liked. I would say mm-hmm. all you got to do as a good leader is be fair and be firm. Display empathy and discipline. That's it. You know, if they like you, great. But that's not your goal. That's your fair and firm is what you're supposed to be doing, like your mother. And uh, empathy and discipline. Sometimes you, I love you. Sometimes I have to kick your butt. (laughs) Just like my mother did. And uh, for your own good. And I don't mean to intimidate, but to sit, take the time to sit down and talk to you about something you need to do better. Because if you don't, it's going to hurt your career. Because that's my job. My job as a parent is to make good kids that can go out in the world and uh, be ethical and honest and be successful. And at work, my job is to create more leaders, to create more leaders, because a lot of parents have not done a good job when the kids get to the workforce. They're late and they don't know how to dress and they don't know how to speak to people. They're introverted. When you work at Disney, you're not an introvert after about two weeks. (laughs) You deal with so many customers and people and issues that it changes you. And that's our job is to make people better. And that's what I think about every day. I don't don't ever raise my voice to anybody. I don't try to intimidate anybody. I don't try to make them scared of me. Uh, And I let them see me a lot. So they're not, you know, we always heard that when the boss, hey, the boss is coming. We haven't seen him for two months. Get everything cleaned up before he gets here. Oh, no, I go every day. You, we keep it clean. We don't get it clean. <laughs> that's mm. that's my theory. Is uh, like in a crisis. Don't uh, you know? Don't get ready for a crisis. Stay ready. <laughs> you know, stay ready. You know, in Florida, you stay ready for a hurricane. You don't get ready, <laughs> or a tornado. You stay ready. <clears throat> You stay ready for your kids not to drown. You don't get ready after they, you know, drown in the pool and go by. So I bought a fire extinguisher the other day. I spoke to the fire chiefs. and I, Same thing. I said, you don't buy a fire extinguisher after the house burns down. You, bur- you buy it before. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. if you do a lot of things right, a lot of other things never happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you tell your wife you love her, it works out tonight. You know, this is how life works. <laughs> yeah. Really good stuff. And and I'm looking at the clock and it's flying by with the, the valuable advice that you're that you're sharing. Sure. Uh couple of Lee, a couple of questions. Uh first I want to be sure people can find you, the, the the resources and so forth. So let's kind of make sure we get that in. So what what is that? Well, I everything in my life is on my website, leecockerel.com because I'm old and I have to put everything in one place so I can find it and not forget where it went. And you can Google me and <clears throat> you won't find one bad thing about me on the internet. <laughs> and people say, why? Well, I say, cause I 
focus on that. Be careful what you say and do today because you can get yourself in more trouble so fast that you can't believe it. I tell young people, don't get a DUI. Don't be at the house when the sheriff comes and there's drugs there. Once this gets on you, you're in trouble. So I would say LeeCockrell.com. Google me and see if you can find anything nasty. Probably not. <clears throat> but uh, I'm available. And on my website is my phone number, my address, my email. Anybody wants to get a hold of me, they can call me anytime I answer my phone. That's why I have it. That's awesome. <laughs> Somebody said, why do you answer your phone? I said, because I book more business that way. <laughs> yeah. If if you were to restart your career, Lee, what would be the one or two things that you would you would pay more attention to than than you may have? As as so, I want to kind of ask you this question as we as we wrap up this this episode. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I started out, I didn't know anything about leadership or really humility or uh, in a way or empathy or being a leader. So I was a pretty uh, tough manager. I didn't care about people very much. I cared about me. Could I get a better job? Could I get higher pay? Could I get a company car, stock options? And uh, I would say the first 15 years of my career, I didn't understand uh, creating this trusting relationship with people and hiring the right. I didn't understand any of that. I just knew I had the authority and I probably abused it. I pushed people around and I I found out my nickname was Doberman, and now I'm a cocker spaniel. So I'm uh, I can I can bite, but I stop biting and I just bark a little bit now. But uh, those are the things I didn't know. Nobody ever. I these things weren't discussed. I heard a lot about management, but I never heard nobody ever sit down and talked about leadership, and you know, getting people to trust you and telling the truth and. Those are the things that we're not doing a good job with anywhere in the world. Uh, uh, we're, everybody's trying to figure out how to beat the system and uh, steal the pension fund. And uh, God knows, I hate to watch the news every day. It seems like what happened to all these uh, good people that used to be around? Because the Internet has exposed so many people for inappropriate behavior, inappropriate practices. And... Uh, it's not what you say. It's what you do that people, they're watching. Everybody's watching. I said, every second of the day, you're being judged, no matter what you say and do. So be careful. <laughs> and so I would uh, probably, uh, I'd be a lot better. I'd be better for people. I'd, I'd treat people better if I was starting all over early on instead of 15 or 20 years into my career, which was, uh, was yeah, I'm sure I screwed. I intimidated a lot of people. I'm sorry I did that now, but I didn't know any better. I thought that's what you did. I thought yeah. people had to go get me coffee. <laughs> and <I know. laughs> yeah, and and I'm glad, Lee, that you're so candid about it because you know, as as I'm listening to this, and 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 the you know the listeners that that, that are listening to this episode. You know, it's it's learned, right? I mean, you kind of you were intentional and deliberate about learning this you were you became more aware of it you didn't start out by being a great leader you you became one you you know you you there was a lot of personal growth and i think that's where you know there, there's hope there for anyone that's like man what lee shared here i can never be that uh and and i totally disagree with anyone thinking like that because it is you know great leaders are 
they're they're made. They're not born, right? Let me tell you, I grew up on a farm in Oklahoma. We were poor. We had no indoor plumbing. We had an outhouse. I milked a cow every morning before I went to school as part of my development, even though we had electric milkers. My mother was married five times. I never met my father. I didn't find out who he was till I was 16 when my mother married husband number four and I got to go to college. Then I think nobody talked about education, so I didn't do, you know. I've been adopted twice. I got my name Cockrell when I was 16 by husband number four. So don't tell me nobody can do it. I had flunked out of college. I was a terrible student in high school. I written four books. I don't know where the commas go or the semicolons, but I hire people to put them in there. It's never too late to get better. Forget, I could blame my mother. I could blame a lot. Forget it. It doesn't matter. Just go. But I would say, get out of the environment. And I left Oklahoma and got out of that bigotry, racism, all of this. I left. I went in the Army and then to Washington, D.C. Let me tell you, I tell young people today, as soon as you graduate from college or high school, go to the big city. Get out of your village. You need experience, exposure, and education. And if you don't get experience and exposure in Washington and New York and L.A. and Chicago and Paris, those are great places because everybody's from somewhere else. And you will be a better person. And you got you can't hang around the village you grew up in. The village is not going to change. <laughs> you know, nothing's mm. going to change in the village. And uh, if you want to get bigger, you got to you got to know more to do more. And uh, you got to get out of there. And your mother won't like it. She wants you to stay in the village. <laughs> but uh, don't do what your mother wants. Do what you want. Life's short. You got to go, go get it. And uh, you do what your wife wants, but not what your mother wants. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Lee, that's great. Thank you. This was this was amazing. You were so generous. You shared so many gems all throughout. Really, really appreciate that. Do you know why I know more than everybody? I'm old. <laughs> I've been down that track road. Old. I've become finally I've moved into wise. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for sharing that wisdom with us. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me on today. It was great. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the CPA Marketing Genius Podcast. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find them at cpamarketinggenius.simplecast.com or on your favorite podcast directory. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you want to learn more about Salim and CPA Marketing Genius, please visit cpamarketinggenius.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the CPA Marketing Genius Podcast.